Southern Miss head coach Scott Barry is going to call it a career. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I am your host, Dave Schultz. Today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on, and when you enter promo code Locked On College, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. We will show you said tumbler a little bit later on. All right, uh, Scott Watkins from the Sun-Herald will drop by. He is the beat writer covering Southern Miss and wanted to preview Southern Miss and the Raging Cajuns today on the radio show on 103.3 The Goat here in Lafayette, Louisiana. And when you know it, Scott Barry decides to announce his retirement. <laughs> Whoa, didn't see that coming, although apparently that was the case in Hattiesburg. They kind of saw this coming. So we talked to Scott about uh, Scott Barry. We talked to him about how Southern Miss has turned their season around and what this series against the Raging Cajuns is going to look like. With no further ado, here is Scott Watkins uh, from the Sun-Herald talking Southern Miss Golden Eagles baseball. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, always thrilled and honored to have our next guest on, Scott Watkins from the Sun-Herald. Covers the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. They are hosting the uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns in the final series of the regular season. Southern Miss still trying to win a regular season conference championship and get a number one seed in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Whereas the Cajuns, uh, after being tied for six, they may be looking on the uh, outside looking in, now trying to secure a top six seed so they don't have to play on Tuesday. They can play on Wednesday where the double elimination begins. All right, now that we got that done, wouldn't you know it, wanting to talk Southern Miss baseball and preview a little baseball series, Scott Berry decides, you know what, we're going to just, uh, you know, overshadow all of that and decide to call it a career. The head coach of Southern Miss announces his retirement on, I guess he did it yesterday, technically. What went down with all of this? Was it a, Did it catch people in Hattiesburg by surprise? Uh, you know, I think the timing of it may have, but I think the fact that, you know, this is the last year, not really all that shocking. Um, it's something that's kind of floated around for a little bit. Um, but I, I think – I think the fact that it came in season was probably a little, a little rattling for a moment. Um, you know, he, he told the players yesterday, he started with a couple of vets in his office and then told the whole team and um, there were tears shed, I am told. So it was, it was definitely something that the players were not expecting to walk into first thing this week. Uh, but you know, it's, it's out there now and, and they've, they, they had a great practice today. The vibes are really strong. And uh, so I don't think I don't think if, if it did surprise the players, it won't have any negative impact on this weekend. Was this a decision that he had just come to as of recently or did he kind of know this was going to happen? Or we'll rephrase that. Did he know it was going to happen at the beginning of the year? Had this decision been made? Let me ask it simpler. When did he make this decision? <laughs> that's that's probably a great question for Scott Barry himself. Uh, we haven't had. We didn't get availability with Scott Barry today. It was players only. So we need to talk to him about it. But again, I, it's something that I had personally heard from uh, several different people pretty much since the season began. Uh, it, it seemed to be kind of written on the wall. So uh, 
I don't know when he came up with when he decided that this was it. Uh, but uh, I would venture to guess he he reached 100 percent for sure going to do it sometime in the last week. Right. Probably if that's the case. All right. So is there a reason why? Why, why is he deciding uh, to call it a to call it? Well, a again, uh, we, we haven't been able to talk to Coach Barry, so I can't put words in his mouth. And, and you know, I don't want to get ahead of him. But, uh, you know, he's had he's had such a great career. Uh, 23 years in Hattiesburg, 14 as the head coach. He's the winningest coach in school history. Uh, they've they've uh, how many regionals? I don't even know. There's so many, and and they've been to so many in a row. And they they hosted one recently, and they hosted a super for the first time ever last year. So it's just been such a phenomenal career for him at Southern Miss. Well, it's interesting because on my radio show on Tuesday, you mentioned his age, 60. Nick Saban, that's young at these days. Nick Saban's turning 72 in, you know, in October and Halloween. And, you know, they're two very different sports. Uh, but I find it I find it very interesting that, you know, Scott Perry wants to call it a career. He's not even retirement age yet. <laughs> that Yeah, that's true. 60 is, is not the end for a lot of coaches. But, uh, you know, some coaches are different. Some want to kick back and lean back a little bit. You know, there's – there's uh, Few coaches go. Hill Denson, he's uh he's living in I think Louisiana on a lake, just chilling, and he stays he stays deeply connected with Southern Miss, and that's what I expect out of Scott Barry. I don't think he's really going to go far. I think he's going to be around the program. I just I think he's ready to do something other than uh, manage a top twenty five Division one baseball team every day of his life. You know, it, it may be time to move on to his family or, or whatever. Uh, but he's still going to remain a uh, part of this program. I, I can assure you that. Do you think uh, – we're talking with Scott, uh, Scott Watkins from the Sun-Herald. He covers Southern Miss. We'll get into the Cajuns uh, and, the, um, uh, and the Golden Eagles here momentarily. Do you think it had anything to do with the portal and NIL? We've seen a lot of uh, experienced coaches decide, you know what, I, I don't like necessarily the direction it's going in. Or not only that, it's a lot more work. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I can't put words in his mouth, but that's that's just added responsibility that, that gets thrown onto every coach's plate every year. And something you got to think about in, in roster construction, especially in baseball when you're getting your commits when they're in 10th grade, just about. So it, it's something that really adds a, a, a big piece to the whole construction thing. And, uh, you know, I can't say whether or not that's what pushed him out the door, but I can't say that a lot of coaches out there are thrilled to be doing all the uh, extra homework. We're talking with Scott Watkins of the Sun Herald. He's locked on Sun Belt, uh, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Okay, let's talk about this Southern Miss Golden Eagles. They were very highly touted. As you mentioned, uh, they hosted a regional last year. They beat LSU. They hosted a super regional, came up short there. But they were highly touted coming into the season, and that's not how it started. Uh, that's how it's going now. They've won 13 in a row, which in college baseball is a little bit unheard of. Uh, tell us how this season has gone and why. How did they turn it around? Uh, you know, it, it was a little bit of a slow start, but it was one of those things where you watch the games and you you see the pitching staff is holding up okay. Uh, when, when they get into the bullpen, that's when things start to struggle. And then the big issue at the plate, uh, they were getting guys on base and they were not bringing them home. For the longest time, they had just the worst – uh, batting average with bases loaded, batting average runs runners in scoring position. It was it was hard to watch at times. That clicked at somewhere halfway through the season. 
those runners found home plate and they haven't stopped. So I don't think I don't know if it's anything that they're doing differently. I think it's just a few guys have gotten hot. Uh, Christopher Sargent has woken up after a very slow first half. He's now uh, having a very, very hot second half. Uh, They had musical chairs kind of going on at second base for a while. They landed on true freshman Nick Monastere. Uh, two-way guy throws uh, hits. He hasn't thrown since uh, April 26th, but he's he's continued to be in the starting lineup at uh, at second base, and he's he's been a, a kick in the pants. And he's op his OPSing, I think, over 900, maybe over a thousand. Had four hits on Sunday against uh, ULM. Had three hits on on Saturday against South Alabama. Uh, he's been he's been a kicker in in the whole thing. So it, it's kind of similar to last year when they woke up in April when they inserted Carson Pato to the front of the lineup, and that changed everything. I think a couple of batters like Sargent waking up and Nick Monastere just adding a ton of juice to the lineup has really altered how this season has gone. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back more with Scott Watkins talking Southern Miss Golden Golden Eagles baseball. But first, let me tell you a little bit about bird dogs. I just got my first two pairs of shorts in the mail, and I love them. They fit great and are incredibly comfortable. They're stretchy fabric. Makes my legs look great, although my legs always look great. And they're comfier than my other shorts and pants. They give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts or pants on the golf course, another to a meeting, hanging out with friends, or even on a date. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on. And when you enter the promo code locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. And here is said tumbler right here. Yeah, there we go. All right. Got it. Looks good. All right, we will do that. Uh, actually used it already today. So uh, appreciate that from uh, Bird Dogs and go to birddogs.com slash college to order your shorts and or pants and then get the free tumbler with Locked On. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. College. All right, Dave Schultz. More with a lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, let's get back to it. Scott Watkins of the Sun-Herald talking a Southern Miss Golden Eagles baseball. We're talking with Scott Watkins, uh, lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. He's with the Sun-Herald covering the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. This was a vaunted pitching staff coming in led by Tanner Hall. I think he had a bad outing like a few outings ago where maybe gave up like five runs. But other than that, he's pitched extremely well. How has his season? How has his season gone? Yeah, well, Tanner Hall is just a model of consistency. Just about um, there are there are a couple of Sun Belt teams that have gotten to him. Coastal, as they get to most everybody when they play they at do. home. Uh, yeah, James Madison a little bit, but uh, hmm. for the most part, he's just been very consistent. And he's going to eat up a lot of innings. He's going to strike out a lot of batters. Uh, that's kind of been, you know, recently. I, I want to say I'm looking at right now uh, 34 strikeouts in his last three starts. Uh, he's he has found some kind of groove, and he has not worked his his way out of it. So that's that's he's gotten hot just as the batters have as well, and it's it's really done wonders for Southern Miss because it is jumping out to one zero leads on these series, 
and it's it's thanks to Tanner Hall. You see, most people are impressed with the Tanner Hall 34 strikeouts in three starts. I'm impressed Scott Watkins could add the 34 in three starts. It took me like a solid 10 seconds. Had to carry the one. <laughs> Scott Watkins of the Sun Herald on Locked On Sunbelt, uh, your team uh, every day. Uh, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, from here across the basin where teams have avoided – uh, Paul Skeens, that I, th- I guess it would be Auburn and uh, Mississippi State who decided we'll pay, we'll take our – and others, I think. We'll take our number one and pitch them Saturday and have a number two, and they'll be the sacrificial lamb against Paul Skeens. Has anybody done that recently with Tanner Hall or all this year? Do they change the rotation up a little bit? If, if it has, I've missed it. I haven't okay. seen anybody uh, attempt to work around Tanner Hall in that way to get a, to get a win on Saturday or whatever. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you know something came up during the uh, the tournament. Oftentimes, I have seen that in tournament settings uh, where coaches will will work uh, their pitching staffs in, in however way they want in order to get matchups. But uh, I haven't noticed that happen with Tanner yet. Well, well, so it's a little bit tougher to do it this week with the Cajuns. Because the short turnaround, extremely short turnaround, the following week with the tournament, they're trying to get in to play on Wednesday. And if you move uh, Nezu from Thursday to Friday, now he's pitching on extremely short rest. So I'm not sure that's a feasible situation uh, either. Uh, but I was just trying to figure out a way that the, the Cajuns could have, uh, uh, you know, uh, avoid Tanner Hall and just get that one win that they're looking for to secure a top six seed, which is basically what they're trying to do. It, it would be ridiculously somehow, you know, if, if, you know, we had a three-way tie up top first or you know, they lost all three and then they end up finding themselves in seventh. I think those scenarios are very unlikely. Not that they could lose all three, but then the teams behind them are playing each other. So we're not going to lose three ball games in the standings. Yeah, it's, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about on the radio on Tuesday uh, with, with just how deep the middle of this league is. And, you know, it just one slip up, two slip ups, you talk about three slip ups and Louisiana's in trouble, right? Cause the teams underneath are all Troy's going to play in the NCAA tournament. You know, app state is on the bubble. James Madison's on the bubble. These, these are good teams. And, and when positioning sometimes isn't everything in a tournament, I feel like in this tournament, it is everything. Every, it, you need the best oh, really? position possible. You need, you need every little advantage because this tournament is going to uh, kick some ass, honestly. It, it's people – it's going to be rough. It's going to be competitive. It, it is 10 teams that uh, should all be near the top of this league, probably. Well, that's interesting because I'm not sure there's a big difference between three, four, five, and six. There's a big difference between one, two, three, four, five, and six or uh, – you know, seven, eight, nine, ten. You don't want to be in that. But I think if you're three through six, it doesn't matter who you're playing. No, I, you're right. I mean, I, I those those that teams, those group of teams, three through six, they're they're all the same, and they, they could all be playing yeah. postseason baseball after afterwards. But I do think in this type of tournament, every little tiny advantage you can get, you want. It's baseball. It, it, it is a game right. of the tiniest things. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll be back with more with Scott Watkins of the Sun-Herald. We'll wrap it up with him momentarily. Thanks again so much for continuing to support Lockdown Sunbelt. We're at 230 subscribers. Oh, my God. Could we get to 250 by the Sunbelt Conference? 
baseball tournament. Maybe not. Maybe when it's over. That would be good. I'll take that. That's in, uh, well, 10 days. Yeah, a little bit over 10 days. So we would take that. Be very happy with uh, with that. We're trying to get, I thought, 1,000. That's going to be a little bit tough. But maybe 500 by a football season. We still have plenty of time to do that. So I do appreciate it. Please continue to uh, spread the word. Like, share all the videos on YouTube. Share any links that you may see on social media. It is a huge help. Uh, and again, the more we get the word out, the more we can get bigger guests on the show because it has a little bit of legitimacy. So, And they want to know that their message is getting out to their fans as well. All right. Thanks so much again. Also, don't forget, not only on YouTube, but the audio portion. Anywhere you get your podcasts, just search Locked On Sunbelt and we'll be there. Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Amazon, wherever you get it. We are there. And again, thank you so much for uh, tuning in and subscribing to Locked On Sunbelt. All right, let's uh, wrap things up. Scott Watkins, I think we're talking about, at this point in time, the uh, Sunbelt Conference Tournament. It should be one heck of a tournament. Well, let's talk about some of that because it has been a, a crazy two weeks. Not forget even, you know, Southern Miss being hot for like a month. Uh you know, we're talking with Scott Watkins uh, from the Sun Herald Locked On Sun Belt, right? I mean, I'm impressed with the Cajuns being tied for sixth and looking like, you know, they've lost like four out of five series. They had swept Marshall but got swept by James Madison. And they have to go sweep ULM. They have to. And then they did. And then like, all right, let's take two out of three from Texas State. And then they sweep the Bobcats. That's one thing that they're doing, what they did to go from tied for sixth the third. But James Madison, my goodness, they were 11. And they found themselves in fourth. And only because they lost the last game of the series to ODU, they're back in sixth. I mean, talk about a roller coaster. That's in two weeks. Yep. And, and now they got to play uh, Georgia Southern on the road. So it's that roller coaster will not stop anytime soon. Well, and that'll be who knows what's happening there. What I'll ask you, because I certainly haven't been paying attention. What happened to Georgia Southern? Because... You know, I've been, I've been South, Alabama needed, South Alabama needed the Eagles to win a game or two, and they just kept on getting pounded by Georgia State. Yeah, that's that's not something that I was expecting or anybody that pays attention to some of baseball might have been expecting. Uh, and then to get to the end of the year. And what I'm really meaning is like, you know, from from start to now, Georgia Southern has vastly underperformed. Uh, and then you get to the end of the season. and I don't think anybody. Would have if you if you said hey in back in February hey in May Troy's going to take two or three from Georgia Southern and then Georgia State is going to take all three I don't, I don't believe you right before the Sunbelt tournament I don't believe you so I, I don't know what what this Eagles team is what has happened to them they got good ball players but they just can't having a tough time getting wins and putting them away and then I don't know if the schedule didn't help but obviously you know playing Southern Miss and Coastal Carolina back to back is just brutal I had mentioned that maybe if those series were the opposite, like South Alabama was hosting Southern Miss and then played at Coastal Carolina, maybe they win, you know, one against Southern Miss or maybe two. But now all of a sudden they went from winning 10 in a row to losing six straight, and they are looking on the outside looking. And it's going to be very difficult for them to get into the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Yeah, and that, that's just one of those things that it shows you just how deep the league is. With, to have that kind of a program on the outside looking in in the conference tournament, it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it'll, it'll be really interesting. And you think this conference tournament is totally up for grabs? 
You don't it's think you will not be surprised. I, I don't, I'm not looking at Coastal. I don't I don't think Coastal Carolina is a shoe in. I don't think Southern Miss is a shoe in. I, I look at the teams that are that are competing and I, I I can't circle any one team to say, yeah, they're gonna do it. Um you look at Southern Miss and there's always that thing in the back of your mind that they've won 13 in a row. And as you said earlier, that's just not something that college baseball teams do. Right. Uh, right. At some point, you know, the gas hits E, you know. And will it happen to Southern Miss? I don't know, but it's asking a lot to push that win streak to 16 games, to 17 games, you know? So, so it sounds I, like not only – Yeah. Right. Well, uh, not only can Scott Watkins do math, but it sounds like you believe in the baseball gods that things tend to even out somewhere along the way. So that bad hop is bound to come is what you're suggesting. Absolutely. I, that's that's typically how things happen. I'm not saying it will. Uh, I, when talking right. about baseball, it's very important – to have that underlying rule, anything can happen. There's there's absolutely no guarantee in baseball at any point. Uh, but well, things do even out. All right, so a couple of things. Let's wrap things up with Scott Watkins from the Sun-Herald. You're listening in Washington, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. The SEC, so we have this run rule here that is kind of, you know, whenever, maybe. Uh, maybe on travel days in the conference on a Sunday, but that's it. Uh, and then maybe during the week you can set it up, even maybe even during the game you can decide on it. The SEC's got a run rule now that whenever it happens, all right, we want to save pitching. We don't want anybody to get hurt. You know, we've had a couple of football scores in this conference the last couple of weeks, right? Uh, we've, we've seen, what, 35 runs scored? I think James Madison put up like 35 runs. And someone else put up 25 runs. I oh, mean, so, I think it was Coastal scored 11 in the first against South Alabama last week. I, I wish I could find who put like 30 something runs on ULM. Oh, it was Georgia Southern. Yeah, they put 35 oh, Georgia on. Yeah. I mean, aren't you? Isn't somebody waving the white flag? Uh, apparently not. You know, I. It may come up after the season because I, I can't tell you that I've seen that. I saw that last year. Right. We have, no, we have not really seen that. Maybe those are two aberrations. But I think in general, just to save the pitching. And then I've heard some other suggestions that teams like to play, you know, nine innings. You know, they know when sometimes in the, the week, we're not talking about teams that are even, when lesser opponents are playing, you know, better opponents that, you know, they want to play the eight, the nine innings. Because I got to get guys in that don't see time. I got to get somebody in who to get three or four at bats that doesn't get three or four at bats on the weekends. Yeah, I think once you've got like a, a twenty to five lead, I think in in a league that doesn't have all the the, the hard run rule rules. Uh, as a coach, I feel like it's it's an important responsibility to get other guys in there, and and you know you're not protecting anything but the health of your players at that point. So right. Right. All right. What else are you writing about uh, as you get ready for the Cajuns and uh, Southern Miss uh, this weekend? Apparently, Southern Miss has something to play for as well. They're not coasting to the finish either. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what we'll be talking about is uh, is Southern Miss. And this is a really important weekend, especially with Coastal Carolina playing Marshall uh, this weekend as well. Uh, it's going to be tough to get that regular season crown. Uh, but Louisiana is not playing Southern Miss, the baseball team this weekend. It's it's playing Southern Miss, the program. It's mm -hmm. got a bunch of kids that 
all have a central thing to play for. A team that has won 13 in a row now has motivation. Right. So <laughs> we'll Uh-oh. see what that means this weekend. <laughs> right. Well, that, that's the thing. Baseball is that one sport, right? It's, it's more along the lines of golf than football and basketball. You can't try harder in baseball. That's no. the only thing. It, it usually hurts you if you do. Right. Yeah, that's the problem. All right. He's Scott Watkins with the Sun-Herald. Covering the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, it should be a whale of a series between the Cajuns and the Golden Eagles. Scott, uh, thanks so much. If I don't talk to you or see you, have a great time in Montgomery. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dave.